come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Saturday Night Freak Show. Clap, 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 clap. I'm here tonight. This is Cricket, your host, Colin. Cricket. I'm here tonight with... Brett. Travis. Tom, busting makes me feel good. <laughs> and you wonder why we have such exuberance tonight. It's because it was uh, Brent's turn to pick a movie, and Brent picked Ghostbusters. So, Ghostbusters is about uh, it's about What's Dan Aykroyd <laughs> and Harold Ramis, are two guys who are like Second City comedians who become like Saturday Night Live stars, and uh, they write this movie. And uh, Dan Aykroyd's like, he's really big into uh, the paranormal. And so they write what eventually becomes in the post-Star Wars world. And we got to remember, Star Wars is not that old at this point. It becomes the first multi-million dollar, like, horror comedy. That's funny. I, I thought you were actually going to start explaining the plot to Ghostbusters <laughs> and not the history to Ghostbusters. Yeah. So I was like confused. I, I, I was like, yeah. two SNL guy. <laughs> actually, Har- Harold really Ramis actually didn't go to Saturday Night Live. What? Oh, that's right. He well, he was with he was uh, SCTV. Oh yeah, yeah. With, well, that's uh, where uh, that's uh, Canadian, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's where Duder came from. Uh, Lou. Uh, well, God, I'm like the totally key master, the key keeper. What is his name? I'm totally escaping me right now. Honey, I shrunk the kid. Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Oh, Rick yeah, Moranis. him and John Candy and Harold Ramis and Ivan Reitman, the director, were all yeah. SCTV. But uh, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. So at right. this, yeah, <laughs> they're Saturday Night Live. Yeah, so, did the, yeah. Did they all meet up on Saturday Night Live? <laughs> no, they met up on Second City. Okay, so it was all they all met up at Second City, but Harold, excuse me, Harold <laughs> Ramis and uh, and Ivan Reitman and those guys, they were at SLTV, yeah. SCTV, yeah, because they did. Uh, well, you guys have seen possibly the animated heavy metal, the movie. Well, they did. Uh, they did um, Meatballs. <clears throat> they did Meatballs. Yeah, and I want to say Stripes and Animal House. Yeah, and so all of so those Groundhog those, Day. Those, same creative folks. Harold Ray- Animal House was John Hughes and uh, or jo- John, John Landis. Uh, John Landis. Yeah, but that's uh, right. Wasn't written by her, was it? No, no. But uh, I was saying um, Stripes. Isn't Stripes and Ivan Reitman, Bill Murray? Yeah, yeah. yeah Harold Ramis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Heavy Metal had it was Ivan Reitman produced it. Yeah. And Harold Ramis is in it, and John Candy's in it, and Eugene Levy. I think it was the other part yeah. of SCTV. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Space Hunter, Adventures in the... Okay, well, anyway. Ivan Reitman movie. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, during 84, when they're making this film, or 83 or whatever, are they on S- SNL at that point? No. They're not. I, don't, I think they're off it. Oh, they're... they were in, oh. the, in the... I want to say they were in the late 70s. Yeah, the 70s. 80s. Like, like okay. 77 or something like that? Yeah, it says... Uh, well, Harold Ramis was on SCTV from 76 to 78. Yeah, then they were so they were in movies. They were established movie people at this point. Okay, yeah. but I don't really think Harold Ramis like he didn't do much acting. Well, no, he was only with Bill Murray. Yeah, he he was mostly he's mostly a writer for sure, and then directed only I mean, like, later on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he's done some like voices. I thought it was immediately though, because didn't he? Uh, 
I'm trying to say, what, what was Harold Ramis' first movie? I can't uh, I Captain can't Google. Captain his, Google. His latest movie, if I remember, was uh, that thing with Jack Black, the year one. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. It was yeah. pretty bad. And then he did, before that, what was it, Evolution, the one with David Duchovny? That's right. It was like yeah. trying to be a kind of a. Or no, that was Ivan Raymond again, maybe. Yeah, because yeah, cool. that was supposed to be like a Ghostbusters mm-hmm. reboot sort yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, he didn't it. He wrote it, but. He wrote. He wrote Animal, he wrote Animal House. House. He wrote Animal House. Oh, okay. okay. So there's like shared blood between all this stuff. But I mean, like, to, to make the leap, you know, I'm like, where where does Ghostbusters come from? Oh, well, he directed Caddyshack, of course. That was his first directing. Oh, so gotcha, okay. And the uh, National Lampoon's vacation. vacation. Yeah. Okay, so to recap, Harold Ramis started with Caddyshack in his directing debut, but when was Caddyshack? That was... 81. 80, oh, that was 81. Yeah. Oh, 80s? Shit, wow, okay. Yeah. But, I, well, I mean, there's nothing like Ghostbusters prior to it, I don't think. I mean, I'm thinking maybe, like, American Werewolf in London... Is a thing that like a comedy director goes and spends X number of dollars and gets like the you know gets technology that is traditionally thought of as like you know like if you're gonna make a horror movie you use all these bladders and you know all this prosthetic effects but we're gonna use it in the same way but make a funny movie out of it right that's like yeah. the only real thing I can think before Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters is like that times like sixty yeah you but you know? gotta think I mean but this is also kind of a throwback to to like some you know black and white comedies of ghost chasing oh yeah, and, oh, yeah like uh, yeah. spooks the um the three stooges stuff well even like ghostbusters like they didn't even know if they were going to be able to get this name because there's a cartoon yeah film but that even that cartoon is based off of like a kind of a comedy thing about uh, like a gorilla and these two guys that chase ghosts. So I mean, even that cartoon had uh, had uh, links to like ghost chasing. Okay, with the characters. Right. So there was that cartoon on Nickelodeon, right? It was one of them. And then no, we're, we're talking. It's got to be before. No, this is filmation. This is way yeah. before. Yeah, not yeah. Well, Disney had. I remember seeing like a Halloween kind of thing. I think it was uh, like what was it? Goofy and Donald and Mickey maybe. Are like these ghost? I think it's called the Ghost Chasers. Like oh yeah, go into this, and they're with nets and stuff. For sure. So I mean, the idea of you know ghost chasing has been around. I mean, I remember a Three Stooges thing. That's like the 30s. Yeah. Oh right. yeah. And then I mean, come on, how many Abbott and Costello meet the Universal yeah, guys? Yeah. I mean, it's just a popular thing for monsters and comedy to. You know, yeah, it's not as much as we would think now because we don't see it that much. But right. I mean, we kind of, you know, if you think of the Evil Dead's and you think of the American World in London and the, you know, you, we we're we starting to kind of see some of it, but not as you know. Well, the closest thing, like just recently, I saw, or you know, uh, it was the Watch, the neighborhood. Yeah, watch. yeah, the I Watch. Mean, that's kind of like it's, it's a serious. It's a it's a it's it's a sci-fi movie done with the budget and effects level. That's consistent with like a serious sci-fi movie, you know. But it's a Club comedy. Dread that one. Club Dread by the. Yeah, but that was like a slasher movie. Oh. Yeah. But I, I mean, but I think still, I mean, I got the same idea, you know, comedy horror. Well, yes. Okay, so let's say the idea is as old as like movies and Pulp Fiction or whatever, you know, comedy, ghost chasing, whatever. But prior to that movie. So it's it's taking that concept and bringing it back, but giving it this like before this before huge Gremlins. fucking yeah. uh, budget. Like well, same I year. It's the same year. Same year as but Gremlins. But Gremlins is not a, really a comedy though. I mean, Gremlins is like a More horror, horror movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. It's like a horror movie for kids. It really isn't for kids. <laughs> well, it wasn't supposed to be for kids. Yeah, at all. Yeah, no, it's not. I, I don't think it is. I think you well, watch it now and it's like Jesus. I think oh, yeah, it still is. Come on. I was watching these movies yeah. at the tender age of like five, and they were a thrill ride. I yeah, mean, they I mean, were. Gremlins, I mean, what am I, a now? psycho killer? Gremlins <laughs> is a cruel, cruel movie, though. When you watch it, I mean, it's like. Well, Whoa, but I they're gremlins. It's not like it's out of the character. It's not like people killing other people. It's Monsters, you know, hurting people. It's kind of like <laughs> with yeah, the territory. Yeah, but how is that? It's not really in a funny way. But when they kill it... people, it's like in a. They're laughing and off giddy, but they're doing like horrible shit. Yeah, but 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 it, but it's the way it's filmed. You know, like it's always just a, it's just a guy running down the street with a gremlin puppet, like just you know attached to his back, and he's just flailing it around, going. Rah! Don't they kill that old lady at the? They like. Yeah. Oh, you should have. Yeah, like, but you should have seen how it was written. <laughs> oh yeah, it was. Oh yeah, but how do they kill? Oh, you know, they kill her in a kind of a funny way where they mess with the electronics because they are gremlins that mess with electronics and and it shoots the. I can't believe we're talking about gremlins in this Ghostbusters. Uh, but uh, oh, same so, time, so, so you know, it shoots out the window and you know it's kind of goofy, funny. It, black comedy. It's black comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and look at look at all cartoons. All cartoons have been like hammer in the head. I mean, it's, it's like a slam. It's like yeah, you know. Come on. Well, I know that. It's plastic. We talked about you guys this are on, serious. On one of the you guys other, are too serious. Uh, <laughs> on one of the other podcasts, we were talking about like the movies that inspired the PG thirteen rating. Mm. Uh, you know, it was like it was all those movies from eighty four. <laughs> it was like Indiana Jones, Ghostbusters, Gremlins. Uh, you know whatever else or something you know but they were all kind of like these are a little too tough for pg but not hard enough for r and so <laughs> we need that uh you know the rating in the middle so this probably would have been pg-13 just probably. for the blowjob scene alone <laughs> i think like well yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean the ghost blowjob it's definitely i mean we they wouldn't have thought about it back then but today all the smoking and oh yeah yeah I swear that there's, like, a bystander on the street when uh, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man shows up. Spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> like, he almost steps on him, and I swear the dude was like, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 but I don't know. I always like, I don't know. Being, even I remember being a kid, uh, I mean, I just liked, uh, it, I mean edgier I mean it is yeah. it's always an edgy comedy and kids get into edgy comedy and I mean that's what it's about especially when I was a kid I wanted to see all this shit I'm not saying I should have or that you know as a parent I would you know make the same decision but as a kid when you're like what 10 you want to see all yeah, this I mean this movie was like yeah. uh, I mean I just I mean like I remember you know it was just it came out in the summer and you know like Going to the movie theater, it was like me and my cousins just going to the movie theater and just seeing, you know, like, Ghostbusters in the movie theater. It was like a huge deal, you know, like, I mean, this was like, I mean, Ghostbusters, when it came out, was like a huge deal. It was like, we saw this movie like probably like two, three times in the theater, you had the clothes, you had the toys... I mean, and then you... It was, it was as big as, like, a Star Wars movie, Yeah, it was movie, as big as a know? Star I mean, Wars movie. You, you, it was well, just... Return of the Jedi would have been, like, the year before, right? And it's still in that, like, whole, like... Actually, the funny thing is, is that there is no involvement from either George Lucas or Steven Spielberg in this movie. Because <laughs> it feels like yeah. something that, you know, 
that they should have been involved in. I think there's enough of like you know that comedy writing troupe, comedy team that like that's just out just far enough outside of their wheelhouse. It just wouldn't have been like hard edge with those other guys. I mean Ivan Reitman, Bill Murray. I mean that's what they like excelled excelled at is that kind of. I mean more more of that like eighteen to twenty one college humor. That's why I kind of do think of this as a kids' film because if you look at all their other movies, this is the more tame mm. of all. You know, because there's no marijuana in it. You know, yeah, Vankman drinks from a flask and there's cigarette smoking and they say shit a lot. You know, but other than that, you know, I mean, yeah, there's the ghost blowjob scene. But yeah. really, but, that but, but even tame but and, yeah, because even a kid might not understand that. Because as a kid, I don't think I understand that. Because there's the floating body; she completely disappears, and then his pants unbuckle themselves. That's it. Oh well, they kind of pulled down, but there's no saw, underwear yeah. going out. But how old were you when I saw uh, this, well, dude? Well, I was born in '82, so this came out in '84. I probably saw it in video by '85 or '86. So I'm sure I saw this at four or five and it. loved it. <laughs> well, I was ten when I saw it, so I still think I had an idea of like what was going on there. Yeah, I was like. Six. Well, ten's a pretty like you know. I was like yeah. I was like six. I I didn't even see this movie until it was on video, obviously. But uh, I I remember watching the cartoon. I do remember watching the cartoon. Yeah, I remember watching the cartoon as well. And that that was why I was interested in it. Having they called the real Ghostbusters. Yeah, they had to call it the real Ghostbusters because of the one with the there was like a gorilla. Yeah, the filmations Ghostbusters. And I remember watching that too. And then it became Slimer and the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. And that, I mean, having had I not seen the cartoon first, I probably still would have been interested in it. At a young age, I was just too young for its release at now, the theater. Now, did you see Part 2 in theaters? I I think I did. I, I, think I did. totally remember seeing Part I remember. I remember the hype of Part 2. You know, that's what yeah. I remember is the, yeah. oh my god, the ooze guns and like, you know, the new 2 logo and the, yeah. Yeah. Well, was like the, the thermos thing. Of, uh, I remember... I remember what was it, 91? It was 89, because that was like 89? the start of the sequel. Yeah, it was like Ghostbusters, yeah. Lethal Weapon... Uh, was it 89? I think it's 91. I didn't move to America until 90. I'm pretty positive. They had some Check out 91. I'm almost like, positive 91. I could have swore. But go, I think Ghostbusters yeah. 2 was the one that had some serious, like... Uh, like I think there's like Burger King tie-ins. Oh yeah. Tie-ins, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think the thing I remember most about the Ghostbusters is like one of my first computer games I ever had was the Ghostbusters computer game. It was like one of the most badass games ever. Was it really good? Yeah, it was really good. 1989. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, because that summer was like it was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Lethal Weapon 2, Weekend at Bernie's, Friday the 13th Part 8. <laughs> Friday, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5, Halloween 5, Over <laughs> uh, the Abyss, Leviathan, Deep Star 6. It Jeez. was just like, there was all these fucking yeah, movies that like, came out that year. I just remember, it, like, it must have been one of the years where I, like, had a car or something and could go. Is that possible? Yeah, it would have been 84, whatever, I'll work on this math later. But maybe <laughs> yeah. I had a car, I think, by then and could actually go to the movies and saw it, like, all that stuff. Uh, that's amazing that you just pulled all of those movies out of some 
Well, it may have been. That's why Safety. it may have been like the first. Like I have a car and can go to the movies, and these are the movies that you know. Yeah. My first time at bad. I'm that was like a reason to go to the movies. <laughs> you know, nowadays, I mean, I go to the movies like four times every summer now. I mean, there wasn't like multiple well, movies to see at one time. It's always yeah. like well, there's the one the movie coming out this day. Do you yeah, remember? But it, was still, it was, but they were still like you know. And this week it was Ghostbusters two. Next week it's Lethal Weapon two. Next week it's you know. Like That's when it seems like they they used to take more time before they made a sequel. Like I remember waiting for Turtles two, forever. Like that movie just waiting for the sequel to come out. You know. Now it seems like they're just like they. Well, it takes like what every four years. Yeah, but I think that, that in some ways I think that's maybe like your kid remembering. You know, how long time is. seems to be like, oh god, it's so long between these two movies. When like now it's probably about the same amount of time. Yeah, right? it's probably know. way more. Well, now it's like about what? Three to four years. Now because it's four years. Three to four. Just well, well, like those Batman movies were like that seemed like that was a while because like Christopher Nolan would go off and make like another movie yeah. in between, so it's like two years and then like another two. But then years. even like, I mean, look at Iron Man. Look, I mean, it's always kind of staggered because it always takes like two years to shoot it, two years for CG or you know. Well, and Lethal uh, Weapon was eighty seven and Lethal Weapon two was eighty nine. I mean, I remember that, and then Lethal Weapon three was ninety two. So that's pretty close. I remember there was a giant gap between like Alien and Aliens. That one sticks out in my mind. Yeah, like, seventy nine and a sequel, and like we is, should probably make a sequel. Is, is Aliens eighty yeah. four or eighty three? Eighty six. Yeah, so that's post, yeah seventy nine. Ghostbusters Sigourney Weaver, who so, looks like she looks really good in, in, in Ghostbusters. Well, she looks yes. really good when yes, she gets she possessed by Zool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we are. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I know she'd done a bunch of stuff between Alien and Ghostbusters, like Half Moon Street, I want to say, and something else. Mm-hmm. I'm totally blanking on that. <laughs> but I mean, like, it it's just cool that she's... one show, the Moonlighting show? The what? Moonlighting? Moonlighting? No. That was, uh... So Shepard. Yeah, yeah. But Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis wasn't there. Yeah. But, uh, you know... The fact that her career has given her both, I mean, like these, the, at least two things where people just go ape shit about them being Alien, the Alien franchise, and, and Ghostbusters. Right. You know, she's lucky. Yeah. <laughs> so much so that, yeah, I mean, even like in Cabin in the Woods, you know, that's like an iconic, you know. That's like her thing now, is like the Avatar Cabin in the Wood. Now she's like kind of like yeah. a special treat to the sci fi thing. Yeah. 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 Which yeah. now I don't feel like she even really tries to act that hard nowadays because of it. I just I see mean, it. Like, if, well, I don't, well, yeah, but that doesn't that suck, you know? I actually, <laughs> yeah, you know, you get used to someone being a good performer, and then when they know they're just coming in for that little sci fi money. I thought she was fine in Avatar. Really? Well, she was in Avatar for a whole lot. She yeah, it was most like, Avatar. I don't know if that was the best part, you know, because it's not really that show-offy, and it it feels like it's it's contrary to what you know about her since you've seen her in movies for, you know, your entire like life, it seems like. Right. And then she's in Avatar playing this kind of like, you know, you can tell she's acting. Yeah. I thought it was a fine job, but it's just because you know who she is, you know. Yeah. She's so it's like the only thing where you'd be satisfied is if she's playing like a hard as nails, you know, like just yelling orders at people, you know, like, God damn it, that's not... Yeah, that's what I'm used to, yeah, yeah, she's got to be like, <laughs> I'm not going back there, you know, she's got to, where are you, Bishop, Bishop? <laughs> yeah. 
goddamn Randroid? <laughs> yep. You better nail your ass to the wall. Nobody said anything wall. about droids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was a tough chick, you know, her and Linda Hamilton. They were like, you know, the mm. big chick heroes, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big chick heroes, whatever well, happened to that? That's a good one. No, they're just sluts. Yeah. The Linda Hamilton uh, transformation in between... The first and second Terminator, Hell like yeah, that dude. was a huge deal. Like yeah. she's kicking ass. She transformed herself. Yeah, that was pretty cool. But you're asking where they went? I don't know. There's, yeah, whatever uh, happened to the strong woman? Uh, it was a uh, uh, Laura Croft well, Terminator. I mean, the strong <laughs> woman's still there. Like, <laughs> like you said, no, like the strong woman actor. There's not like one uh, actor who's like, well, who like Michelle Rodriguez, and she's only like bit parts. I mean. She's a strong female actress, but yeah. you know, there's not movies highlighting these. Mila it's always like Vich. it's always like well, she's in like really cheesy sci-fi Kate movies. Kate Beckinsale. Mm, I don't know. Well, I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. But they're not like historic. They're not well, classic. You know, actually, you know what you got? They're there. just hot to yeah, everybody. All, all That's all it those, is. All of those women started out like as models or something. I want to say. I mean, it's mostly like appearances first. It's like they're hot. And they kick ass. Look at this. Whoa. Like, I wouldn't say that you know Sigourney Weaver or Linda what? Hamilton are necessarily. I'm saying that you can okay, you shoot just... them at the right angles and they have Whoa. nice bodies. But I wouldn't say that they Jeez. were necessarily like super like model hot. Well, no, not at all. But but still. they were better actors. All right, all right. I got one. <laughs> yeah. I got one. Uh, <laughs> Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart. Who? Who? She is the. She Twilight. Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah, come off it. She but that's, uh, that was terrible. Her part in that was... She was <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... <laughs> <laughs> She's all right, what, what about... No, Sigourney Weaver. All right, I mean, how about... Uh, what about the chick from... The, the strong women that we he's got a million of them folks. All right, what about the what about yeah. the girl from? <laughs> <laughs> it was the sequel, Return to Neverland. What? Yeah, <laughs> to Neverland. What are we talking about? Action hero from Return to Neverland. She she was she was the she she was in another movie recently. I say the closest. Right. Yeah, you look at it a while. Right. The closest thing I could say is like Hillary Swank. They try to put her in a lot of like, but she hasn't really done actiony. But she's always kind of police officer, detective. Halle Berry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she isn't like kicked anybody's that well. She, she's in the cell or whatever. Or yeah. Cell phone, whatever that thing with the. Oh yeah. Telephone call where she has to get out and go uh, after the. Oh, uh, the Cloud Atlas. Did she kick any ass in Cloud Atlas? I she can't was, remember. Uh, Catwoman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. She was in yeah, a James they, Bond movie. They just haven't had that dominating voice that Sigourney Weaver and Linda handled. Uh, you yeah. know, because they only had to do it in one movie, and it's like, boom, well, these people are cemented as like, get well, away I from I her, you the bitch. You know, like Laura Croft, you know, making an yeah. adaptation of that video game Tomb Raider, right? Like that would have right. been an opportunity. But then, you know, and nothing against Angelina Jolie, but like just that the way that character's written. It's a plastic part. There's never, she's never in any kind of jeopardy or danger. Nothing's ever going to happen to her. So you just kind of, you're not invested in the idea. But you know, the Sigourney Weaver, you know, Ripley character feels like a real person that, like, you know, you you want her to succeed, even though there's like all this jeopardy. And the same thing with, you know, the Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor. Yeah, they're like normal right. women that yeah. have to like rise like up and like. Yeah. 
Lara kick Croft ass is in like the end. a superhuman, and then it, the, you know, Karen. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I was thinking as I was watching uh, Ghostbusters here, you know, the thing that really makes this movie work, like to me, like the thing right across the board, it's totally Bill Murray's show. Like, <laughs> it's his his dry humor. I just realized by watching this, I'm like, I may, I quote this movie like in my everyday life, like every week. Sure. Yeah. Stuff of that he said or he does that I work in, you know. Like unconsciously, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, that's from here. Oh shit, that's <laughs> from here. It really set up his career, I think. You know, to well, be he where had. He's at a, I mean, he had you know Caddyshack. He had, oh, he had Meatballs. He had you Stripes. Know, yeah. yeah, I mean, those were all significant comedy hits. I want to say, yeah, prior to this. Well, I mean, he at this point in time, he was trying for a more serious career because the only reason he did this is so, like, in his contract, Columbia had to help produce Razor's Edge. That's the only reason he did it. As much as everybody loves him as the comedy master, he's always wanted to be this lost in translation guy that he turned out to be, you know? Well, he was just... I kind of hate that. <laughs> what was it? Fitzgerald on... Seventh or something. There's some movie out right now where I want to say he plays like F. Scott Fitzgerald or something. I have to check in. This. I can't remember, but this is like a yeah. serious. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. He, and he was in like Hamlet, right, with uh, Ethan Hawke, and you know, I mean, yeah, he's trying to do these dramatic roles. Yeah, I think that's why he's so resistant to doing it like a Ghostbusters three. You know, and to be honest, if for all we want, Ghostbusters three. When you would see it, you'd be like, what? that movie would fucking suck. What? What? <laughs> right. what? You what? can't put it back in the bottle. I don't the know. damn video game was the Ghostbusters 3. I mean, yeah, it was written by right, Harold Ramis. Right, it had all the actors. Yeah. yeah, but it had two. Uh, to me, it seemed too familiar to one. And, like, it seemed familiar territory. But that's what people want, kind of. I that's don't why, think so. I don't think fail. so. I mean, I mean that video game was written I think by that's why everything the people. And every, every one of the actors came yeah, back, all the voiced the characters. Yeah, it's Ghostbusters, it, the video game. It if you're a big fan of Ghostbusters and you haven't played it, you're probably missing out because that is your Ghostbusters. Yeah, it is. It, it's a, it's a, it's actually a really good game. Well, well, that's pretty good. The game. story and the the interaction between the Ghostbusters. I mean, that's really what makes it. The gameplay is like. Yeah, yeah the gameplay is kind of iffy, but the the story was really good, and and the fact that it was voiced by. It does go back to this, right? Because it goes back to the architect that uh, Igor. Yeah. Shandor or whatever. He does, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's his... It's some Evo. Other building that he Evo. Evo yeah. Shandor. Okay, so all of and, that yeah. stuff. I was going to say that. I'm sorry. That, I mean, that is what has drawn me into this. It's not even Bill Murray. It is the fact that inside this comedy movie is like a freaking like science fiction, paranormal... Like, I mean, I love the, the, the science world of this movie. I mean, that is why... Ghostbusters transcended the film and has went on to comics and video games, and it's something that's going to live on and live on because it's just a cool idea. It's just they put so much thought into it that it, they made a real world. It's like a it's like a it's like a blue collar ghost hunter, you know? Yeah, and that's all you know. It's like Dan Aykroyd. I mean, I don't remember. I don't know if everybody remembers but in the '90s. I think early 2000s, he had a he hosted a show called the Psy Factor, P-S-I, Psy Factor, which was all, like, paranormal hunting. I mean, like, he totally believes in Oh, this. yeah, he is, like, a UFO believe-in. He is, a, 
Man, I remember, uh, what, two Halloweens ago, he was uh, the host on Coast to Coast. Oh, my God, I was just in there hitting redial all night long <laughs> trying to get through to Dana Aykroyd, man. Yeah, wow. he is hardcore, like, into it. So, I mean, like, all of that stuff in the script, I mean, it sounds kind of like gobbledygook, well, but it's just it's hilarious. Def- it's like, definitely Star Trek talk yeah. for ghosts and demons. I mean, yeah. it's definitely none of it's, like, real, good, real. Right? Except for, like, <laughs> except for like you know, they mention Samari. I mean, they do mention real Babylonian, uh, like, whatever... Ages and. Do you have memorized the slore uh, bit? Can you do that whole thing? No, I can't. I can't. I really can't. It's so hard. To, uh, Many zools and slores were roasted. No, the, the lake he, whatever that he was the great you. and mighty. And then he came as the great and mighty slore. Many somethings and other somethings knew what it was to be roasted in the depths of the slore that day. I could tell you. That <laughs> uh, was just great. Do you want some coffee? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. <laughs> But I do like. I'm thinking, was he was in? uh, Well, I mean, obviously he went on Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and that blew up. But what was he? Parenthood. I love Parenthood. Well, that was probably after. after. Well, this was probably like the big movie thing he got. Oh, he was SCTV. I think he he definitely was. Yeah. yeah. But but I'm not sure how many movies Rick Moranis did before this. This was. I know Rick Moranis. Like he he did a bunch of movies and he basically. Because he wasn't in the Ghostbusters video game, because he basically said, at, at a he, certain where at is a, he? At a certain time, he made enough money. He said, "I'm retiring and I'm never working again." And he has never done. Yeah, that. man. A bit of acting. Since that he sucks. Said, I'm never working again. I've like, always they, wondered what happened. They tried to, to him. get him to do stuff, and he's like, "No, I said I will never work <laughs> again. Like I'm never going to do anything. I have money. I'm never going to work." Uh, that's a Even though you want me to play a character that I played in the past, no. Just like Sean Connery, he got so pissed at Hollywood that he was like, "Well, he got tricked. He got duped into after this the, is going to be a good superhero movie. Right? Superhero <laughs> movies are making all the money, you know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is what we were referring to. Yes, exactly. The very forgettable <laughs> League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is like that's it. I'm done. No more <laughs> of these pieces of crap. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It broke he had his heart. at least someone enjoy entrapment, though. Because I <laughs> <went> in. <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones in her heyday. That's right. Yeah. Ah, yeah. How is she? I she's lo- still I good, love right? Some she's Catherine Zeta Jones in her heyday. Something. Is she still popping out babies? Or is she done with Maybe. that? I don't, well, I don't know what she does. She, she's she's kind of she's kind of got some issues because Catherine Zeta Jones. She's got some issues because her husband's kind of nuts. We're about as far from <laughs> Ghostbusters at this point. Yeah, go to <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones. That's funny. In that Ghostbusters podcast? Uh, we'll bring her around with her. Right, her so she was so in Haunted so Hill. Well, okay, yeah, so getting back to like... Just the, just the science of Ghostbusters is like an interesting, like, real... Well, not a real world, but a, you know... The, yeah, I mean the paranormal. They mentioned the Tobin spirit guy. Is that a real thing? No, no, not at all. But, uh, yeah, but that's right. what I say. They they just make sure to like <laughs> to give you enough like extreme uh, uh, minute detail of everything. That's like, oh my god, these guys have a science. You know the EK the oh, yeah. EK the meter PK, PK the psycho the psycho kinetic energy. <laughs> yeah, psycho kinetic energy PKE. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Um, I got it down. 
Yeah. And uh, even though a lot of people are, you know, a lot of people frown on part two, just because of the popularity of the kids' show, they had to tailor part two to be more like the cartoon. Even having Winston not have his mustache and, like, growing his hair out a little bit more. Yeah. Which, but I think that was their, I mean, I think that was their, I mean, look at, look at, look at Janine's, uh, from the from part exactly. one and two, yep. you know, yep. part one, she's like kind of a bookwormy, smart, not you know, nowhere near Egon, but but you know, bookwormy and smart. In part two, she's like an kind of an airhead, you know, hitting on hitting on a uh, Lewis on Lewis. Yeah. Who wrote the second one? Is that Harold Ramis and yeah. Dan Aykroyd? Uh. But they just understood that it it it'd become a big kids thing, so they knew that you know no, they're not going weird. back to yeah. cigarette smoking and shit and right and you know so they knew they had to they they wanted to make it more like and was I mean, Slimer a good guy because I know in the, in the TV show Slimer was like. Hanging yeah. out at the Can house. Really kinda, yeah, yeah it's okay. one of that's one of those like gizmo stories where you know you come up with a design that just like hits it off, and it's like, well, shit, this is going to be like a major marketing point. You know, that's how they can sink more money into things like that is making it more kid friendly, and like, you know, if they make it more kid friendly, you know, in the developing stages of like Gremlins, and maybe even goes, I'm not positive, but maybe even goes, it could have been more adult. But then once they get these really good designers working on it, you know, and they got these things that are like, oh my god, you there know, be toys and yeah, and dude, Slimer and toys and and Stay Puft Marshmallow guys and like I remember the Stay Puft Marshmallow man that went in the bath. Everybody had the plastic <laughs> Stay Puft that went in the bath. Yeah, we're buying slime. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, Ecto Cooler. Yeah. Ecto Cooler. Anybody yeah. out there? Yeah. Yeah. Cereals. Drinks. I mean, that is the thing, though. When you look at like the design of that movie, you know, I mean, you were saying with you know credit with you know the science is one of the things that helps make this movie iconic. But I think it's also aside from the fact that it's those particular four guys, you know, and Bill Murray especially, you've got like this design where it's like the design of the costumes. You know, it's like that could have been anything, but just the way it's put together, it's like, that's iconic. That's a fucking Ghostbuster. I mean, that's always going to be, that's the Ghostbuster. Yeah, people go, you, you can't go to a comic book convention or any kind of convention without seeing at least one to two people dressed up as a Ghostbuster. Yeah, yeah. And then the... It's uh, like a Halloween costume. To this day, it's still a Halloween costume. A popular one. Even the the hearse, you know, the Ghost Ecto One, the the you know, even their their building, you know, it's like all that stuff is like ingrained in your mind now. It's like that's fucking classic. I mean, that's, it is. You know, it really yeah, is. The is. the design of you know the 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 dogs, the 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 lasers that they shoot, you know, it's like because they're not just like Star Wars lasers. They're this like warping, you know, like ribbon of energy with. It's really like a lasso. They're lassoing ghosts. Lightning around it. It's just. It's like uh, they. The, 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 I mean, they the, can't the kill a ghost; they can just trap them. Iconic too, as well. I mean, well, it's iconic, but it's also he ripped it off from Huey Lewis's in the news. I want a new drug. Yeah, I haven't heard this. Supposedly, okay, so so supposedly he like he had just probably just heard Ray Parker Jr. Yeah, Ray Parker Jr. had like kind of just heard uh, I want a new drug, and I guess he was subconsciously. Thinking about it, because I guess he well, it said he was on a plane when he wrote this, and yeah, he, I guess he just accidentally wrote it to that tune, and so when it came out, Huey Lewis sued him, and uh, yeah. yeah, he had to, uh, they had to give Huey Lewis some uh, Ghostbuster money, because the whole it's all the 
or the the or it's not the burner but it's the it's the through the main verse yeah, the I want a new drug. No the the dun 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 yeah want a new drug. Yeah. Well won't the do <laughs> you know I mean it's the same fucking song. Yeah. <laughs> so right. yeah, it's just one of those yeah, things that happens. It's like the vanilla ice thing. Well that song I remember became like uh you know, I mean that was a huge like what what's like a movie tie in song? Before that, because you know, right after that you had like Power of Love. Oh right? man, but dude, back in the but think about back in the day where it's like TV shows were like Welcome Back, Cotter, number one, uh, Greatest American Hero, number one. You know, I mean, a lot of back then, way more back then, did theme songs become number one hits on radio yeah, than they do like, now? Was this the beginning of the era of like the tie-in soundtrack? Where you would have like all the songs from the movie, some of them aren't even in the movie. Music well, yeah, inspired well, by the movie, all uh, just have like licensed. Yeah, for sure. Because look at look at uh, look at uh, I mean look at okay look at uh, uh, Mrs. Robinson with the Graduate. Look at uh, look at uh, yeah, because that Henry be... Nilsson with. Uh, he did the theme to. Oh, this is a bad time to start forgetting this because I like have information here. Tons of Bond movies, probably. No, Henry Nelson did. Uh, no, but the Bond movies they have like they have a theme. Okay, let's say. Oh, he did the Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid like song. Oh, that was like in the rain? number. What? Isn't that from Butch Cassidy and the Sundance? Singing in the Rain? No, that's from Singing in the no, Rain. Oh, what's the fucking? <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm okay. sorry. No, no, I know your song. Raindrops are falling. Raindrops no, are falling. No, ahead. Thank you very much. Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, like I said, I'll, I'll have to get information and get back to you. I like let everybody straight. But yeah, anyway, I'm. What I was saying is actually before the '80s, it was way common for movies and TV shows their theme songs to be number one hits all over the place. Okay, but I guess okay, that may be true. Then the Bond thing works in in that category, in that aspect. But I guess what I'm talking about is like. The moment when you started seeing, and in Ghostbusters it happens quite a bit, where like places in the movie where you would traditionally have like a musical score, mm. you have pop hits, you know, that you mm. can put on your soundtrack. I mean, like what? Maybe oh, but like Animal or? House. Animal House is a very popular soundtrack. But those are all classic music. That's not anything composed for that movie, if I'm right. Well, right? It's no. Like American 60s. Graffiti was so, like but music I don't know, from, but you know. As far as I know, this only has, like, two songs composed for it. The other things could have just been stuff they bought. All I know is that it has it has the cleaning up the town. Yeah, you, cleaning up the town. Cleaning up the town. And, and then, and then stay, saving the day or whatever. Well, I don't even know if that was, I mean, we don't know if yeah, that was written for it. Right, it could just because you would play score. I you know, know, I was actually just thinking about this today. If you think about in the 80s, every song was all like, you're a hero. You know, you're the best. So really, all there is in California, there's all these bands that are just writing inspirational, like, you can do what you want when you put your mind to the test, because you got to have a montage. So they just go out and buy all these things. So that's why I was like, I don't know if some of these are necessarily written for it. They definitely sound like they are just because I think there's these bands that are just like, yeah, if we write like all these songs about yeah. like you know, when the we write montage. Oh man, songs. look yeah. at Rocky Four, dude. Yeah, Rocky Four Survivor has like a song for everything, like yeah. when you're crying but in your 85. car. That was '85. That's what I'm saying. Like this seems like yeah. this is on the, the the front end of that, where it's like, and that's why I'm trying to find a movie that came before it, where it's like we would write songs for the movie, 
but we'd also license other songs that bands are recording and put them in as. Uh, I, that's a hard question. Wait, so when was Rocky? That's, that's going to have to Rocky taste some like. Five was nineteen. Rocky, Rocky four. four was nineteen eighty-five. Well, I'm not Back saying anything's future, first or anything. Because I mean, like I said, your question I think would have to take like a lot of historical Maybe. digging well, because I mean, you guys can remember anything, but you know, I mean, just that was what I was kind of. Was there something before that? Because all this, it. it was all background music. It's the same thing with Ghostbusters yeah, 2. Like, the soundtrack. It's not it's music that like characters are playing. It's music that's playing where score would be. Well, Rocky oh, did yeah. like the original Rocky. See, I don't remember like any specific song from the original Rocky. I remember Rocky Three. There's just trying hard now. <laughs> yeah, what? yeah, but that's what trying I'm saying. Hard it's like now. somewhere around this area. They're like getting yeah. strong now. Yeah, that's that's, that's the the musical montage. That, that's musical like montage. The, that may be the beginning of the montage. Maybe because like the training montage is like. No, montages have always been a film trick. Well, mean, yeah, I don't know but about a training music, montage. In the 80s, they were all set to rock. Yeah, they were all set to rock. That's what <laughs> I remember the one from Cobra, I think, was... Uh, <laughs> 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 Sylvester Stallone and Cobra. Like I said, Rocky Four is called Rocky Four because that's the number of montages that it took to like fill that movie to be like 89 <laughs> minutes long. It's like, we're going to Russia, we're going back to Russia... I'm training Uh-oh. for the first time. I'm training for the second time. Apollo Creed dies. Like Jesus Christ, is there any story to this? Drago! It's just driving around listening to Survivor. <laughs> Drago! Drago! <laughs> Who is this? We have a we have a, a latecomer to the group. Hello. How is traffic? We're way oh, off of Ghostbusters. Wait, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This it's Sean. Even though he's not identifying himself. Uh, I am Sean. <laughs> identify. 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 You have seconds, seven seconds to comply. <laughs> so we're talking about montage. <laughs> we're talking. We were trying to th- We were trying. Okay. We, what we were talking about is uh, is when was the first time they had a sound uh, a movie with only songs specifically from the soundtrack album. Or written yeah, for it. They would replace, or would replace like a, a part in a movie where you would traditionally have score. They would put in pop songs and then sell you an album. Like here's the music from Ghostbusters, you know? Because prior to Ghostbusters, there's really, I mean, uh, that's why we're coming up. It's like Rocky's got some stuff, but not right. like a full. But album I'm sure. Or, I mean, really, like Back to the Future. Rocky Four. I'm sure. Look at all the musicals from the '60s. I'm sure it's always went back to like. Those are those are like okay. Everybody breaks into song or whatever. But like this is like this is unmotivated music that that doesn't have anything to do with the movie that's being used as movie score. American Graffiti is like. I mean, that's one of a really popular soundtrack. it It was that's all classical music. So that's not anything that like a current recording artist. You know, it's like, uh, well, yeah, like yeah, we have a the, the record company. It's like we we say like, okay, Ghostbusters, we're Columbia. We've got a deal with Arista Records. So Arista, go through your roster. Who's got something? You know, like on it, they record for their for the album, but they, yeah. they How many Survivor out. songs can you give us? <laughs> it's like we'll take. Okay, we we'll need take a few no name people we'll out a place uh, in the movie where we can you know put that as the score as a transition between this scene and that. It's like he'll play. You know, we'll play this music and then it'll go on the fucking soundtrack album and all the kids will buy it. Yeah, and that, I'm yeah. sorry. It's a bad album. It really is. I've got it in my car right now. The original 1984 cassette tape with the with the oh, red the red plastic back and 
And there, I swear to God, there's like three or four good songs on the whole album. Everything else is really bad. Even the really cool, the please, 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 let's make some. I believe it's magic, magic. That comes in like three minutes into a really like crappy song. It's like you're listening. It's like this song sucks. You gotta wait like two or three minutes before it gets to the cool magic part. Wow. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, no wonder they only played the magic part, not any other part of the original song. Well, I want to say that shortly after this, going on that same topic, then it's like shortly after this, they come up with the credit of music supervisor, right? That you see like in the in the opening credits, it's like music supervisor, so and so, and that person's basically tasked with the job of like find us music to f- slot into these places so we can sell a soundtrack <laughs> yeah. right. Bad yeah. job, guy. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever you were, bad job. All right, so Sean was actually in uh, New York not too long ago, and true or false, you went and found the Ghostbusters building. I did. Tell us I made a special it. trip. Crazy. <clears throat> I was in uh, New York shooting a movie, and we had like a couple hours to kill before the day started, so I said, you know what? I'm going up to New York. I'm going to find this thing. I'm not in New York often. I have to see the Ghostbusters firehouse. Mm-hmm. So I made a trip up New York or down from where we were technically, and I found it, took a couple pictures. It's still there. still amazing. It's a real firehouse. Always has been. It's did you go inside? I did not. I didn't. It's a real firehouse. I didn't want to go in like, hey, can I come in and really? take a look? I'm, I don't so know. Thing, I, I the think they get that a lot. The interiors were set then and the, you know, for the movie? Interiors are probably a, a set built somewhere. Don't I don't know. I don't no, think actually, because so. I bet it's the real firehouse I think, inside. Because I, I think I'm not like I, I'm not absolutely positive at, about this, but I think the firehouse was ran down when they used it for the movie, and then they oh, okay. rebuilt it. So right. Does it have like the Ghostbusters like any notation that this was? The no. The headquarters of the Ghostbusters. <laughs> there's no sign. Out I'm there sure there's the something inside. I bet like, of I'm Ghost- sure they've got something up. I bet if there. Ghostbusters two did better, there would have been there would have been like a Rocky statue type Ghostbusters plaque, or only if part two did better. I'm concerned inside. that you didn't make the sign big enough. I mean, are people going to be? Able <laughs> they're not going to. Drive by and not see the sign, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So, yeah. Well, actually, that makes me think of something else, too, because uh, another idea that struck me in watching it this time was <clears throat> this is one of those, I want to say few, but you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, maybe more, movies uh, like uh, that are kind of, uh, they're very, like, pro-New York. It seems like the entire city is involved somehow with the making of the movie. You know, it's like there's just crowds of people who are all in. I mean, I remember this from the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man, too. It seemed like that was a, a movie where, like, New York played a part as a character. In it. Yeah, but I, I think, think that was... It's kind of near the end at that so. one part. I think in Spider-Man it was mostly due to 9-11. Well, yeah, but but in this, say. it's just because you got the SNL guys. Because yeah, New York is New when York, yeah. and they also that. throw the Chicago thing, you know, in all their other movies. You know, it's always Chicago, New York. You know, SNL, yeah. Second City. You know, because I was thinking <laughs> when they're doing those, you know, the montages of them when they when they catch the ghost. I think you know, it's like when they first like have broken out on the scene, and they're like running out of you know the Chinese restaurant or whatever, and they're coming out of here, and it's like. You know, people are looking at them. I'm like, it's because it's like their neighborhood. They're just kind of running around, like, yeah, let's get this shot. You know, it's like we're, we're here all it the was, time. Uh, was New York still a, a cesspool at that time, or had it been cleaned uh, before up before the Giuliani cleanup? Yeah, I mean, like what? It depends on what you're talking about, like Times Square specifically. And I didn't see a whole lot of this taking place in Times Square. So there's probably like other places within. 
But I'm sure it was. I'm sure this is before the cleanup of everything. Yeah. Yeah. But that's something they carried over to Ghostbusters too. The whole New York's the best city in the world thing. Obviously, with yeah, the, for you sure. know, they kidnapped the Statue of Liberty and walk her downtown. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's always been something they've had. In the Being movie. miserable and treating everybody like dirt is everybody, every New, New Yorker's York God-given God right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember it was, it was Times Square. It was like 42nd Slime Street. Slime Square? No. Where Slime, they had the, Times uh, Square Slime. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was where all like, the porno houses were. Like, every single theater was like a porno house and whatever. Right. And Giuliani went in and painted Disney figures everywhere and shot them. Bastard. Yeah. What did you do? What did you do, Ray? Yeah. What did you do? <laughs> Just camp in there. <laughs> camp Wakanda. Well, that was the thing too. Like when looking at that now, it's like the idea of the uh, the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. You're looking at it and you're just like, this is ridiculous. But it like that's called comedy. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but it works on a level where like I've seen other comedies fail doing it, where this one works because it still looks like it, this is a real movie image. You know, it's like. It's totally convincing. It looks like photorealism goes a long way. Well, and it bar- it's a guy in a suit, obviously walking around through like a miniature version of. You've seen it a thousand times in. Well, you know, I had my generation Godzilla movies, you know. So it's like okay, so there's a giant monster in New York, and it's a fucking giant marshmallow dude, you know. Uh, I don't know. I, was, yeah. I think uh, it's brilliant. Yeah, but really. you said like it looked real, so people accepted it. Yeah, like, I think photorealism CG. goes. On. I think that's something CG artists have not learned yet is to use the CG to create these these breathtaking images, but at the same time try to maintain photorealism. Don't make it look animated because then you just lose the whole thing. You lose. I remember, uh, like I'm so excited for the new Superman movie, but you know what really. What really I loved about the original 1978 Superman is just the scene of him practically lifting the car out of the ditch. Oh, yeah. Just because, hey, there's a real guy, there's a real car, it looks like he's lifting it up. You know, yeah. it's just cool, you, you know, know. That car's yeah. probably on a crane, yeah. but it looks like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, it's, and it's cropped so perfectly that, fuck, you can hide anything back right. there. It's not even hard to do. No. Yeah, know? I mean, like, when you see that, you accept it. You accept it. You accept it. Like, it was probably a forklift. <laughs> yeah. Christopher Reeves in a forklift, <laughs> yeah, and it sold this this powerful dude. And uh, same thing with the ghost in this, where the puppets and the it sells it, it sells it as a real thing. Like a lot of those old Bond movies that we've been watching, they they don't have, they don't use any CG, and it's like it, it sells every single action scene, you know. No, a lot of the times they're actually doing that shit for real. <laughs> yeah. Well, they are doing that shit. Yeah, but again, we're, we're still in like the 70s era with there. When you start getting into the 80s, they start, you know, Matt paintings the same, and the same puppets. group of technicians <laughs> that are working on all these other movies. You start getting Yeah, hence, I, I didn't see... Jim Henson didn't have anything to do with these puppets. Who was the special well, effects guy? Well, I saw I Richard know. Edlund, uh, and he he comes from Star Wars and all that stuff, but he was the head guy. He did uh, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Mm. And like, I mean, he's got a very distinct... Like, he's got oh, the that's 80s what fantasy... The 80s Lasers. Fantasy, yeah. Uh, Lightning. What is it? No, like the portal. 
the 80s fantasy <laughs> portal. Like, always looked like that's the Richard Edlund, you know, fantasy Plus portal. Plus he has those lightning. The lightning always looks the same, yeah. too. I mean, yeah. and I think that also sells this movie as, you know, even the, even the ghost designs are a little scary, but also a little funny. You know, they're a little cartoony. They're they're misproportionate. What, they're the not... Fuck go- Gozer or whatever? Not well, like no, like Slimer, the, the, you know... It's like sexy, scary. With a flat top. Sexy, scary? Yeah, she's like yeah scary, yeah. Wrapped, wrapped in bubble wrap. He's not yeah. even. That, those are like crazy demon boil skin. I don't even know what you guys are talking about. Sexy. What's going on here? Crazy red eyes. But I mean, but I just the design. I mean, it even lends itself when you look at the cartoon. The design of the ghost in the movies lends itself to the design in the cartoon oh, very easily, yeah. just because even though it's supposed to be scary, you don't think you'd be scared by something that looks as goofy or. You know, radical. You know, because sometimes I just do like weird beaks and long arms and no legs and you know, things that are just like you know you, you almost can't even tell what it looks like for the few frames that it's on. Yeah, well, that's but, a trick to it too is like cutting yeah. it down so you barely. I just remember the like the cabbie, like the I'm cabbie. Like, the cabbie is a make or you know like an animatronic that's like belongs in a straight horror movie. Oh, I mean, like, he's dude from Creep Show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Actually, making yeah, but but making him a taxi cab driver. Right. Yeah. Boom. Comedy. There you go. You know. Or, wait, in part two, Slimer a bus driver. I mean, Slimer come on. A bus driver. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I remember. Didn't know he theater. had your license. <laughs> okay. You know, when that first ghost, like, you know, did the quiet or whatever, I mean, like, oh, I remember get her. I mean, that was scary. Yeah, that's that was sc- when, oh, yeah, when yeah. I saw that when I was four. Okay, dude, so what? what I noticed about this movie is, and and this is kind of really the first time I ever really noticed it, you know, like, I always thought, like, in Ghostbusters, they're doing a lot of busting. They only bust mm. one ghost. No, there's that the montage, dude. There's, there's the montage. Yeah, that gets your, there that gets ain't no mind. busting in the montage. Because uh, just all the news out with the trap. That's they actually got, yeah. even, the, even the power of having fake newsreels in your movies. It really makes you feel like you've experienced, like the town's experienced things. Well, I know, but like, like when you get done, like when you, when I look back at Ghostbusters. You know, number, I always number, thought, man, like, dude, they were just busting ghosts throughout that whole movie. Number two has a lot of ghost busting. Because There's not you've a got lot of busting going on. See, that's the same thing I was thinking. I, w- I was watching it last night because I couldn't be here for it tonight. But I saw that to him, like, they... Get Slimer, and then it's montage, and there's really nothing else. But yeah, there's no busting. I mean, but but because you got fucking like and Gozer, and good. you got Zool, and yeah, I mean, you got story coming. That movie is that movie is let's it's a it's a getting a business started is the first like twenty minutes is let's get a business started together. <laughs> the franchise the wa- make us rich. Yeah, man, the wacky the wacky let's build a. Which also lends itself to, like, the 1940s comedy of the Depression, everybody needs a job, lifting pianos, la, 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 la. You know, let's get a business started. And uh, then you get into the uh, actual, like, uh, what I call the the, uh, theology of Ghostbusters. You know, the actual, like... This guy's a Gozerian, this guy's a la 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 spirit guide. So yeah, introducing Dana Barrett and uh yeah. you know, I like uh, I like how uh and I'm always you know, I'm always I'm always ragging on love stories, but this is another one that does it really smart where at first, you know, she is just so like annoyed <laughs> by by Peter Bankman that it's just you know, it's so funny but 
I know those that, those moments are like ingrained in my mind. You know when you're watching them now, but I'm like that's just the 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 natural like physical comedy. You know of Bill Murray, like he carries that whole thing. Oh. All she has to do, she's basically like the foil. You know. Yeah, but you know what? I heard yeah. that originally her line was supposed to be, you're more like a used car salesman. She came up with the, use, game, the game show, show host, yeah. which is, a, I think, a better line. A yeah. better line. I bet I you'll be thinking about me when I'm gone. <laughs> I think about, you know, and again, again, because on my mind, the closest thing I've seen to this recently is The Watch. You know, it's like, I'm like, why does Ghostbusters work? Where I think, like, The Watch, to me, didn't work. And it's like, what has happened in the style of comedy... And there's this, like, Ghostbusters doesn't seem to be aware that there's an audience, right? The Ghostbusters yeah. don't know. They are, like, this is a story about these dudes doing this stuff, and you're just kind of watching. And it's funny because, like, Venkman's just irreverent, and he's kind of performing for, like, whoever's around him. So, I mean, I suppose that's the audience as well. But, like, the new movies, it seems like those, they're comedians... I suppose they were in Ghostbusters. I'm shooting myself in the foot. But they're they're playing for the theatrical audience, you know, like pitching jokes right at you instead of at each other. For sure. You know? Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. yeah no, for I get sure. that, yeah. For sure. You don't, um, you don't have your events spot. They, they've always right. said Bill Murray was the only guy <laughs> yeah. that became famous being himself. You oh, know? Bill Murray. Like just... They well, just think, say that's him. I think a lot of the comedies now, like you know, like the Vince Vaughns and stuff, it's just like they're ad libbing. It's just like ah, oh, just you know what? The, I think they're just like the scriptwriters are just like, okay, this part we're just gonna let Vince Vaughn do a rant. Well, I mean, but Bill Murray ad a lot. Yeah, he was ad libbing almost everything. But it doesn't seem like. But nowadays, like, like you're right, they just set a camera down and let. Paul Rudd and let Vince Vaughn and let guys. these guys just like do whatever, say say penis fart, you know, whatever jokes and yeah, where yeah. it's like until they like, get the here's the unrated version. See that a lot. In Judd they're writing, so yeah, and you can tell they're writers sure. and directors, so like and they're comedians themselves, so they probably had it more uh, more scripted experience. So even though you kind of let. Bill Murray maybe do a little bit of ad limit. He's still probably reined in on his ad. Limit. No, he's pretty. He does like he says whatever. So be good for goodness' sake. Yeah, like that whole thing, somebody's like, coming. Like that was just well, the whole like like let's run some red light. I mean, he just almost everything he does is really off the seat of his pants. Just from what I hear, I can't. You know, I'm not like. You're, you're not calling you out. <laughs> I'll just say that's what. Yeah. Bill Murray. Yeah. Bill Murray, genius. Yeah, so, genius. Uh, genius. But I'm sure everybody <laughs> yeah. else stuck really close to this. We got, we, we got some. Uh, <laughs> we got a Bill Murray story. We got some. Bill, we got a couple Bill, Bill Murray. Murray stories. Really? From what I hear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want to go first? No, I'll, 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 I'll you go first. All right. Uh, well, mine's not as good as Sean's. Oh, really? But I met him. Um, so I was in a bar in the Atlanta airport with my brothers, and like maybe two tables over, I was like, "Man, that guy really looks like Bill Murray." I told my brother, he's like, nah, you're crazy. That's not Bill Murray. So, like, you know, five, ten minutes goes by, and they're like, wow, Brent, you know what? I think you might be right. <laughs> I think that, I mean, that looks a lot like Bill Murray. So I was like, what do we do? It's Bill Murray right over there at the bar that we're at. So I was wearing my Cubs hat, and I got up, and I walked over to the to his table, and I was like, hey, Bill, did the Cubs win today? And he looked up at me, and he goes, Without a smile, no smile or anything. He goes, they lost 2 nothing. And I was like, all right, thanks. And I left. 
and there, like he was like not happy to see me, didn't want to you know <laughs> interact with me at all. But then after that, um, other people started coming up to him and like you know getting their picture taken with him and stuff. And I kind of feel guilty because <laughs> I kind of you started it all. Yeah, I I outed him. He was just by himself at a bar hanging out, you know, and he wasn't drunk, but. Possibly. The one thing I don't believe about that story is you were wearing your Cubs hat. Right. I do not believe that. I never wear that. You never no. wear that hat. It's true. So what's your... My Bill Murray story? I was in... I lived in L.A. for a couple of years, and me and my wife went to see a band from back here um, that happened to be out there at the Troubadour in L.A. And so we watched the band, and we were getting ready to go for the night, and um, we're heading to the door, and Leisha's like... Uh, I gotta go to the bathroom. Uh, we're gonna leave after that. Stay right here. Don't wander away. Me being me, I wandered away. I ended up back at the bar, so I'm watching the band up front, and she, she comes back. She's like, "Where the hell did you go? We're, we're supposed to leave." I'm like, "I was just watching the band." And so we sat there for like two seconds watching them before we were about to head out, and somebody walks right by in front of us, and we both are shocked, and we just look at each other like, "Was that Bill Murray? That was Bill fucking Murray." <laughs> And Bill Murray just happened to walk by, and he's just wandering around the bar, looking at the band, doing whatever. And we happen to notice that that Bill Murray seems a little drunk. (laughs) Bill Murray's a little drunk tonight. He's got an empty beer cup in his shirt pocket, just kind of hanging out there. And so I'm like, this is Bill fucking Murray. I'm probably never going to have this opportunity again. I hate to bother him, but I need to get a picture with him. I have to. I got one little sneaky picture that um, uh, just him standing behind the bar around people, and you could tell he knew I was taking it, and he wasn't very happy about it, but I had to get a picture, (laughs) which we'll put up on uh, the Freak Show. I'll give that to you. We'll put that up on the Freak Show to prove that this story is true. Um, And then I was like, Lee, I got to go up to him. So I went up to him and said, I hate to bother you. I'm sorry, but can I get a picture with you? And he's like, looked at me. He's like, all right, fine. Not happy, right? Not, and he wasn't happy about it, which I understand. Which I wouldn't want to bother Bill Murray. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to bother Bill Murray. I really don't. But it's Bill Murray. Everybody, I, I hate being loved and adored. <laughs> <laughs> loved and adored by millions. So I had to ask him. I had to get a picture. But my phone was freaking out, and so my wife goes to take the picture, and it flashes, and it gets stuck in the picture, and it doesn't work, and I don't get a picture with Bill Murray. Oh. And I'm so pissed off. So I'm like, I can't go ask him again, so I'm like, you know what, I'm done, I'm like, I can't bother him again. Oh, I got the one picture, but I don't have the picture with him, and I was upset. Story. So we just go out and just hang out at the right at the other side of the bar, like three feet away from him, just hanging out, because I'm like, we're going to stay here until Bill Murray leaves, because I want to see what he does, if he's just going to hang out, if he's just going to leave. So it's like five minutes, and we're hanging out at the bar, and he's just hanging back there, having a good time, watching the band. And next thing we notice is that Bill Murray is getting dragged out of the bar by two... Uh, very young, very attractive-looking women are just taking Bill Murray somewhere to do whatever they want with him. I hate like, that. Two young yeah. women had just took Bill Murray, and Bill Murray's going to get laid somewhere. That's, wow. Uh, and so they led him out of the bar into the L.A. Nights, and that's the last we saw of Bill Murray. <laughs> so Bill okay. Mur- Murray... Uh, Bill he, Murray's the man. He could, yes. He, so he's possibly at this point blackout drunk. Bill Murray, wherever you are, we salute you. We do salute you, <laughs> sir. You know what? Okay, I, I want to say I kind of don't salute him because I just think 
I don't know. You know, I gotta say, I, he's pretentious. He's pretentious. He's a funny, funny, funny guy that wants to be thought of as a true artist. It's like, dude, you're a funny guy, okay? Artist? Mm. And, like, okay, I, you know, all the stories I heard about when he was filming Groundhog Day, I think Groundhog Day is a decently deep film. For a comedy, you know, it's got some layers, it's got some things to it, it's sure. got, yeah. you know... And I heard he was even bitching about that. It's like, dude. Yeah, him and him and Ramis fought a lot on that one, didn't they? Yeah, I, they I, did. I that because about that Bill one. Murray wanted to, like, he didn't think it was serious enough. It's like, it's it's pretty serious for one of your guys' movies. <laughs> you know, yeah. and he didn't think it was serious enough. It's like, dude, Bill Murray, you didn't, nobody knew your name because of your fucking Shakespeare in the Park or your, your <laughs> Broadway, whatever. You're a funny dude yeah. that says funny things on the fly. We appreciate it, but the guy, like I said, he wants to, all he's doing is gunning for an Oscar for Maybe some fucking reason. Age. I remember when, uh, you remember when Chevy Chase tried to stop being funny. No, I don't. Memoirs of an Invisible. I thought that was a funny movie. Well, I like I like that movie. Chase, but I mean, he was playing like a, basically a dramatic role in a spy thriller huh. where he becomes an Invisible Man. But you know, I mean, <laughs> he's Chevy Chase, so it's more humorous than I think it w- would have been. You know, originally, probably when it was pitched to him. Everybody does that. You see with Jim Carrey, with Will Ferrell, all the... Oh, yeah. 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 It's because Robin Williams was so fucking brilliant at it. That's why. That <laughs> you know, serious? World yeah. According to Garp, you yeah. know? That's a damn brilliant movie. Mm-hmm. Good Morning Vietnam. I mean, Robin Williams is good. Like, I like Robin Williams more as an actor than any of his stand-up fucking Nanu Nanu shit. Oh, I know? do, too. Oh, right. Yeah. He's yeah. just not He's a good comedian stuff, in my but, mind. But I, but I yeah, like... No, I like brilliant. him as an actor. He's an actor, yeah, dude. Insomnia and freaking One Hour Photo. Death like, to Smoochie. Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> Goodwill Hunting. Dude, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, man. I mean... What, did you see yeah. the final cut where he... Like, I did, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he puts together people's memories or Yeah, right. He's like, he's like, he's like a modern day editor it. and he edits yeah. people's memories together. It was de- oh, it was for their... Uh, when their funerals. For their funerals, yeah. Everybody has cameras implanted in their eyes. and Yeah, yeah that was a crazy movie. See, wait, is he the Nightcaller? I never saw it. But uh, isn't like a DJ and somebody calls in? Oh, yeah. yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. I've yeah. always, I've always yeah. loved the Fisher King for God's yeah. yeah. oh, I remember that. So, wait, does yeah. Robin Williams do comedies? What about anymore? He does. Well, I mean, he's got <laughs> well, like the flubber. He did Flubber. <laughs> he did Mr. Doubtfire. He did Mr. Doubtfire. Which is classic. Hello! Hello! Oh, I must look like a Yeti in this year. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had some, yeah. Well, that's what it sucks when all these hardcore guys. Have kid well like Eddie Murphy, Robin yeah, Williams, now, like, all these people. They have uh, kids and they want to do. Or, uh, where he's like he's, he's where he's playing the John Stewart role and he actually runs for president and wins. Oh, stuff okay, like that yeah, or yeah. Uh, or uh, the one he did for Bobcat Goldthwait, who directed. Uh, that was that for Samuchi, wasn't it? No, no, that was, uh, no. Danny DeVito. I think it was like, oh, DeVito, uh, it was like right, yeah, Father of the so. Year. I think it was. Huh. That was the Bobcat movie, and RV. That was another comedy. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. All right. I never saw that one. Yeah, I've yeah, yeah, not yeah. seen his comedy. Yeah. I've not seen, you know, because he always does the 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 horse like like Arnold Schwarzenegger steroid joke over and over and over and over yeah. and over. Like every goddamn interview he's ever done on any Tonight Show, he does the the I'm not on steroids. You know, yeah. Whatever. 
His stand up to me is almost incoherent. Like I it's can't just keep like up quick. With it. It's yeah. cokehead, is what that is. Yeah, <laughs> very. Coke Him head. and Howie Mandel had the same stand up ro- routine. It was just getting fucking geeked out and being in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> just being on coke in front of people. Yeah, yeah. I mean the guy did awesome. I mean he's always been awesome at cartoon voices, but right. Know, yeah. But the genie. So, right, yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Right? Okay, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bill Murray is basically in uh, reprising his, uh, you know, tipping the hat to Ghostbusters after many, many years in a movie that's kind of an heir to Ghostbusters, which is Zombieland. Yes. Yes. Right, because that's like a pseudo-serious zombie movie that's also a comedy, right? Yes. And in the movie, they go to, uh, well, they're hiding out in L.A., yeah. and they find Bill Murray... In his house, he's been he survived the zombie apocalypse because he's basically acting as a zombie, right? And there's a scene in that movie where they actually like reenact <laughs> Ghostbusters. from Ghostbusters, yeah. which was just like the most rewarding, crazy, yeah, rewarding thing because it was completely unexpected. I think. In that well, movie. But doesn't he have the props? Yeah. And that's why they do it, or no? I can't remember. He d- they have something, or they put something together where it looks like they're yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, because they're messing around in Bill Murray's house. And you know yeah. how Bill Murray takes jobs now? He has an 800 number. You leave a message about what the project is, and if he's interested, he'll get back to you. That's it. <laughs> he just goes over to Wes Anderson's house, and he's like, what are we working on? Yeah, what are we, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so what, what kind we of doing? fucking weird shit? <laughs> what are we doing? No, I don't want to do Ghostbusters 3. Fuck that. As long as it's really dry... <laughs> and oddly paced. I'll well, do it. That. The latest <laughs> thing I'm hearing is uh, Ackroyd said Ghostbusters 3 is filming this fall. And yeah, it's only they, keep, they keep saying that. They, they keep said saying that it. Five years. But it's only because it Bill filming, Murray's like, yes, you okay. can do it as long as I'm my dead. character's dead. He's, he might be a ghost in the movie. Maybe. I don't I don't care what they do. If Ghostbusters 3 comes out, I'm going to see it Fuck no yeah. matter what. But I hope I'm it's not there just a cash cow. I hope not either. fucking Venkman? I don't fucking I think so. I hope not either. But Dude, he might be a ghost. Be there. He doesn't want to do it. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's like, why praise the man? Why Who doesn't fucking... Like appreciate I why we all Bank love him. Ghost. I want fucking Venkman. We man. don't like you because he of loss of fu- translation. He's, he's, You're fucking Peter Venkman hey, and hey, the hey, dude hey, in Caddyshack. Hey, hey. <laughs> loss of translation was a good movie. It was a good movie. The be- the the beginning of that movie is one care. of the best intros of any movie ever. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah, a pretentious movie. That's uh, you know what? I feel like getting a uh, an award this time. So this is the type of movie yeah, I'm gonna I think make. It's something that yeah, they actually seriously uh, want. Scarlett to Johansson should yeah. win an award. Scarlett Johansson. And her cotton pants, cotton panties. I don't know. Bill Murray. All he did was sit in a, a sit in a chair and not say anything. That's acting. Way to go, Bill. <laughs> I loved how you just sat there and just. It's very good. Just look. It is a good movie. You just look. I don't think it is. I just don't think it is. Like I said, I think it's a Bill Murray. It's like the same thing as hey, Robert De Niro is a comedian. I don't give a fuck. Bill Murray is a, a real actor. <laughs> don't give a fuck. <laughs> Have you talked about Colin's um, hatred for Ghostbusters too? Has that come up yet? I, will uh, we're not, I refuse. We're, we're or, or dislike. Yeah, I dislike yeah. Ghostbusters. It's ridiculous. Just stay away from that. It's, okay. I don't even know if I should. Right. It's a beautiful movie. That I is, think it should be we're, respected. We're talking about Ghostbusters 1. 
Yeah, but we're talking about Ghostbusters the Phenomena. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who wrote most of, uh, a, well, not, if not most, a majority of the Ghostbusters cartoon show? J. Michael Straczynski that also came to Marvel and changed Thor. Like, he's been helping writing write a lot of the concepts of the Marvel movies. Like, you'll see his name in the Thor uh, yeah, he's credits. Been forever. Yeah, forever. I remember he, like, I remember Babylon 5 was, like, a TV show on about the same time as uh, Dark uh, Deep Space Nine, the Star Trek show. And it was also about, like, a space station in, you know, that was, like, a <laughs> meeting place for all races of the universe. But he had, like, I'd never seen anything like that before where... He knew in season one shit that was going to go on in season five and, like, had that shit mapped out and was, like, you know, setting up uh, little teasers for it. Like, throughout that, I'm like, you know, because when it would actually happen later, you're like, Jesus Christ, like, did this guy actually, like, lay out multiple years of a TV show? Because, like, I'd never seen that before. Usually, you know, they they plan an arc for a season. Right. He yeah. had like a five year arc, I think, planned for that movie that oh, show. Man. He's a pretty deep writer. Yeah. He uh he's really known for screwing Spider Man up. Well not screwing him up, but I mean just I mean he'll take something that's supposed to be you know, iconic and classic and really just turn it on its head. Which has been good for him and at the same time bad. He thought he was gonna do something with Superman but it didn't work out so great. I dislike Ghostbusters. That's where Dick is. I'm, I'm sorry about that. That's when's, the last time, when's the last time you've seen Ghostbusters Okay, I haven't too? seen it since, I saw it since the theater. Oh. Since the theater. Since the theater. <laughs> yeah. I think we watch it right now. That's what I'm almost saying. We watch it right now. We should go outside yeah. and come back but and now. then. Uh, <laughs> we should watch Ghostbusters. You have Ghostbusters 2 here? No, yeah. you don't. Yeah. 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 You, yeah. Should. Yeah. you should. Dude, I, yeah. come on. Like, we have to do this. I say yes. We have to. What else are we going to do? We're just going to talk through it. All right. Well, we're up. Theater? Well, we wrap this up. Oh my God! It's the Scalari Brothers. <laughs> Friends of yours. Yeah, that up, is my favorite scene. Gave him the chair. I tried it for murder. His the funny uh uh. Two in the box. Ready to go. We be right, fast well, and they be slow. slow. I, I dislike so the on the first Ghostbusters. I hated the concept. We're like you know. The, whatever it's their kid doing this is like I don't care. All the special effects seem worse than the original Ghostbusters. It just kind of seems like yeah, partially what Travis was saying earlier that it's, it's like, been like twenty years since you've seen. That's true, so but I mean know, my man. my dislike of it was so much that I basically blocked it out. So in my mind, there's Ghostbusters and there's the video game and there is no Ghostbusters. No, Ghostbusters Two has got a lot of good shit in it. It man. really does. It really does. Well, it, it really does. It's the same. V is Vigo. You're like the buzzing of flies to him. <laughs> the scourge of Carpathia. Who was that? that was the guy from Alley. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Peter McNichol. Really yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what? The guy from Dragon Slayer. That is awesome. We're watching it. We're watching. This is ridiculous. I can't believe. Yeah, we have to. What are we? Uh, what are you gonna watch next week? Well, uh, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Starts with you, then I guess. Oh, oh. Well, I mean, come on. That's Ghostbusters. Yeah. Let's get real. Let's just do a group. <laughs> I mean, oh yeah. yeah. I don't even know. It's like I, the whole show's been a wrap up. <laughs> this movie's awesome. I'm it's sure you've fucking amazing. seen it a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody. I mean, this is one. Of, like I said, this is. Out of, okay, 
there's only a, a few things that, that, that just transcended the media it came from. It was Terminator, Robocop, Predator, Ghostbusters, Aliens. You're crazy. You don't know the Robocop. <laughs> He's been video games, comic books. You're crazy. Robocop is an awesome fucking superhero. That started off as a rated R movie. Right, and that'll continue in the remake. I don't know if Robocop... <laughs> yeah, I don't... Yeah. He's, He's like B-team. Yeah, he's B-team. He's B-team, dude. Yeah. You're fucking crazy. I would agree. I would agree. I agree that he, he transcended the medium and became comic book video. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. B-team. He's but like, just he's because with, a movie like starts, to, but just Dredd because a fucking <laughs> well, but he's talking about how he doesn't like Ghostbusters too. But does that make it not fucking classic still? Go fucking Robocop's a classic. Uh, let me just make it. Yeah, no, classic. motherfucking A team, goddamn it. A team. You don't get a Super Nintendo Sega Genesis motherfucking game if you're B team, dude. No, Robo you're Robocop right. versus no, Terminator. B team. Written by yeah, Frank Miller. Still comic books coming out. It's fucking B team. You're dude. fucking what crazy. What about Blade? That's what I'm yeah, about. yeah. B team gets remakes, right? Blade, you're fucking crazy. Got a TV show, Blades and Comics. Blade got a movie. <laughs> Yeah, Blade's no, B team. Blade, Blade, uh, no. Blade video game. Ah, yeah, but that's what's crazy no. is Blade. Blade was a fucking C list comic book guy that became A list movie. Hey, yeah, but they went back. They went back. <laughs> Tone it down on the A list. That's what I'm saying. Motherfucking Robocop. They ain't making no remake of Blade. I'm just talking about. They don't make remakes of Give shit it that. Fifteen years. Robocop. <laughs> Oh, hey, oh, hey, 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 hey. I don't know hey. how the remake's oh, going to be. Remakes are 18s? Yeah, because they know it's a sellable well, product. Well, they made Judge Dredd. You, you considering him an 18? He's a B-teamer. Uh, but that was a... That, but that was a... B-teamer. No, I, the I, only... I the only yeah, but that's crazy. The only reason they remade Total Recall is because it was an A. Right? A B. I, no. Am I right? It's the only No. The only reason they're remaking... <laughs> These movies is because they are A-list movies. The first time they're, around, yeah, Recall they are and the, the A-list budget, A-list star. I mean, well, that was what Schwarzenegger. Did I'm just saying they don't make year, remakes you know? of fucking movies that didn't become A movies All because. Right. For you listeners, uh, me, Colin, and Brent have backed away from the table, and <laughs> Tom and Travis are currently punching each other in well, the face. Well, I'm just saying, I'm just saying they don't make remakes of, you don't call Robocop a fucking B-list, that's crazy, that's crazy. They don't make sequels of B-listers. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it transcended. I'm just saying Ghostbusters transcended fucking time and space, it will go on and on. You know, there's been, there's been, what, four cartoons, they keep on doing it, no matter what, it's going to Keep on going. IDW just picked up new comic books. IDW's keeping it alive for now. Ghostbusters 3 and that'll kill it. That's why they can never make Ghostbusters. But you never know. They might. You never know. You just never know. You can never say never. Fucking moving on. To goddamn. Yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah, I no, I own the Robocop trilogy. I'm, I don't uh, care. Talk about Ghostbusters. No, no. Uh, yeah. We're in the Robocop. We're done. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's awesome. If you, I mean, like, it's a no, it's a classic movie. I mean, if you haven't seen it, you, you pretty much got to. You're dead. If you yeah. haven't seen it, you're, yeah, you're, mean, like, you haven't been born yet. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, it was a phenomenon. I remember as a kid, and it's, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if it's a phenomenon now. I mean, yeah, I think it's still, there's a video game just came out like a year. Like I said, it's resting yeah. in the geek, you know, geeks yeah. keep shit alive, yeah. you know. Geeks, I mean, yeah. it's something that, like, you know, it, it it's still kept alive by... It's going to live on for a long time, I think. I mean, like Travis said, geeks aren't going to let this die. Like I again, like I said, when Ghostbusters three comes out, I'll be there first day to watch it. Big screen Ghostbusters, I'm there. Um, uh, whether it trashes the rest of the series, I don't know, but uh, I'll still see it. Uh, it's a classic. If you haven't seen it, my God, what's wrong with you? See it now. Buy it. One and two, but <laughs> talking about one. Buy it. See it. Love it. Uh, it's great. Uh, I'll yeah. yeah. I've got tears. I can't say good okay. enough things about this I'm movie. Crying. Right I, I don't. Why? Why? It. Why do you guys hate this movie so much? I love it. Brought me to tears. Yeah, I love Ghostbusters. I mean, I always have. I mean, it's a, it's an iconic part of, uh, I suppose, geek cinema, right? There's so many things that it does right. I'm not really a big fan of comedies, as I've been pointing out for like, especially maybe it's just <laughs> modern comedies. I don't know, but like, Ghostbusters is still like completely amusing. I just like the uh, you know the interplay between like all the people in the cast. It's just appealing. They're appealing. The movie's appealing. The uh, you know the visual uh, the visual effects are top flight. You know, I mean, like the design, the, everything about that movie is just like everybody's at the top of their game. Uh, it's damn near perfect. I mean, it's one of those movies where like every line is quotable. You know, I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's gonna live on and be something. I think for uh, for generations to come, it'll eventually probably get remade after. You know, all the guys, the participants die. We'll do it again. You know, because <laughs> there's going to be more and more Ghostbusters stuff. And then maybe they'll get to the third one on the, the remake cycle. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a, own it. It should be a part of your library. It should be a part, part of your life. A part of your life. There you go. You heard it here first. Part of your daily breakfast. Well, I, uh,. I obviously picked this movie. I was going to show RoboCop, but I thought, nah, that's a, that's a B movie. Nobody has anything to say about that. This is insanity. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Travis. Um, no, no. The, the reason I picked Ghostbusters is just, I mean, I think it's a perfect choice for the podcast. I think it's something that the freak show needed to sit down and rap about. You know what I mean? Like, it's for this. For this last hour and a half, just talking about Ghostbusters. And now we have this forever. Like it's it's one of those kind of movies, you know. Obviously, I love it, and uh, yeah, we're gonna watch number two. So <laughs> yeah, we're gonna yeah. have to. We gotta yeah. go. <laughs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> what a. Uh, you can get a hold of us on uh, all of our past episodes are archived on our website, which is Saturday Night Freak Show. Blogspot.com. You can also find us uh, newly on Stitcher Radio. Uh, we're also on iTunes, Podbay FM. All that stuff. You can hear us talk about all sorts of movies from the past, including Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Back to the Future, uh, The Adventures of Tintin. That's an oldie, but a goodie. And uh, more and more. And uh, then you can uh, be sure to like us on Facebook or Facebook.com Saturday Night Freak Show. We'll post uh, this amazing uh, photographic evidence, which I haven't seen uh, you know, to vouch for yet. Uh, Sean's going to post this on the uh, on the Facebook page. You'll be able to see it. And, and I'll uh, post a picture of my Cubs hat. That's right. You're gonna find <laughs> yeah, out if he's yeah. photoshopped, if this is photobombing, uh, you know, like Bill Murray into the picture or whatever. And, uh, 
No, uh, no where else are we? Oh, you can uh, email us. We want to hear from you. Make you as famous as us at Saturday Night Freak Show at yahoo.com. And we're pretty damn famous. Just damn so right. you know. Uh, next week. Okay, yep. so next week is my pick, and I am going to show the guys uh, a my favorite, I think. I'm a big fan of Hammer Films horror movies. Hammer was an outfit that worked in the England in the 60s and 70s, uh, 50s, 60s, and 70s. They put out a lot of uh, vampire movies, but I think their best one uh, was one that nobody saw, and it was called Captain Kronos, Vampire Hunter. And uh, it's uh, I think it'll I think it'll go over well I hope I don't know how many of you guys have seen it I've heard of it I've seen it never seen it never, never seen it. it okay so this should be interesting so that's next week on the Saturday Night Freak Show. Just a walk some more.
you better call.